In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that the Lord knows you and he loves you and that we are called to know him experientially and to love him? Oh yes, how we need the Lord. Thank God for the cross, because I would not be here if he had not shed his blood for me and died on the cross for me, but not only for me, but for you and for all of us, that the Lord Jesus shed his blood for us. I'm looking at Luke 17. Jesus said to his disciples, Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Oh God, forgive me if I've ever done that. Forgive me, Lord. I need your forgiveness. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. It's all about forgiveness, especially our fathers. We need to forgive our fathers. There's father wounds in so many people. We need to forgive our fathers. We need to forgive our mothers. They were imperfect, but they did the best they could. They did the best they could. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The Lord replied, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Well, I have the faith of a mustard seed, and I'm going to share with you a couple of things that happened in the past. It was at the end of Wednesday night at the espousal, and I was on the side near the tabernacle. And I said, there's a woman here who's bleeding and she's going to have a baby and she feels that she might lose the baby. And I said, she will not lose the baby. Well, the woman came up to me and I prayed with her and she had the baby. This amazing. I don't know these things, but God shared that with me. Then there was another woman who came to a conference that I did. She came just to satisfy her father. And it was time for dinner. And this woman called 
Carol called this woman to come to me for a blessing. I didn't know she was just bored. That's why she was leaving. So I blessed her. Didn't know what I was doing other than ask God's blessing upon her head. About a month later, I got a call. Oh no, a letter from her. And the letter said, I have gone to every pain clinic and my back was in excruciating pain and nothing worked. When you laid your hands upon me, even though I was bored, all the pain ceased. It stopped. She says, I've waited a month because I wanted to make sure it wasn't in my mind. That's the faith of a mustard seed. That's the faith of a mustard seed. Do you have that faith of a mustard seed? You could say to these depression, be lifted in the name of Jesus. I've been praying with a woman who had depression. And you know what? By now, the medicine is starting to work. After seven weeks, she was desperate. But I was telling her, it's going to pass, and you're going to have the victory. She says, I need to hear that. It's going to pass. You're going to have the victory. Who among you would say to your slave, who has just come from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to them, prepare supper for me, put on your apron, serve me while I eat and drink. Later you may eat and drink. Do you think that the slave for doing that was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say we are worthless slaves. We have only done what we ought to have done. Well, you know what? I've only done what I've been ordered to do. That's what I've done. So there's no compliments. I've been ordered as a servant of God to preach the word of God, to pray with people. I prayed with a person today who's going to have an x-ray, and I prayed that there be no cancer in the name of Jesus, and that her oxygen level would rise. You see, it's in the little things. It's in the little things when God asks us to pray for people believing that things are going to happen. Not only pray, but pray believing that things are going to happen. Verse 11, chapter 17. On the way to Jerusalem, there's only one way to Jerusalem, you go up, up the hill, up the mountain. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. 
keeping their distance. Lepers were in a colony. They should not be walking on the streets. They carried a bell, screaming, unclean, unclean. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And they went, and they were made clean. I remember Sandra telling this story, that she had cancer, and that she was healed on the way to Jesus, just like these lepers were healed on the way. And she was healed on the way, not to Jerusalem, but on the way to the Lord Jesus Christ. They were all made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. They didn't even want to say the word Samaritan, the Jews. They called them dogs. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? Where are the other nine? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you well. You don't have to have much faith, just the size of a mustard seed. We don't want to say to mulberry trees, be uprooted, but we do want to say to people who have cancer, be completely healed by the blood of the Lamb. You see, this is simple. I'm not into mulberry trees, but I'm into people, and people hurt. People hurt. Everyone has a story. And you know what? Not very many people are willing to listen to the story. And yet there's no healing unless we listen to the story. Again, there are father wounds that need to be healed. You need to forgive your dad. He left us. You need to forgive your dad. He was always criticizing us. You need to forgive your dad. This is important. If you don't do it, you'll suffer. How do I forgive? I forgive in the name of Jesus. And if I have no forgiveness, I go to the cross and I say, Lord, I want to borrow your forgiveness for my dad. And with your forgiveness, I forgive my dad for all the hurts that he caused me. Simple as that. Simple as that. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is, or in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. 
Jesus is among us. He's the king of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is among you. Where Jesus is, is the kingdom. He's the king of the kingdom. Do you know that the kingdom of God is among you or within you? Do you know that? If the Holy Spirit resides in you, the kingdom of God is within you or among you. Then he said to the disciples, the days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will say to you, look there, or look here. Do not go and set off in pursuit, for as lightning flashes in the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must endure much suffering and be rejected by this generation. They rejected him, they put him on the cross. But you know what? What about this generation? 2023. How many of us have rejected Jesus? Oh, I believe in God. Well, who is your God? Only Jesus brings you to the Father. Who is your God that you believe in? Oh, people say, my higher power. Well, if your higher power is an electric bulb, which someone told me once, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong train. You're going the wrong way. God wants to show you how much he loves you. God wants to show you how much he loves you. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so too will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on that day, Lot left Sodom. It rained fire and sulfur from heaven and destroyed all of them. It will be like that day of the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, anyone in the housetop who has belongings in the house must not come down to take them away. Likewise, anyone in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. She turned back and she became a pillar of salt. Those who try to make their life secure will lose it, but those who lose their life will keep it. I tell you, on that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other one left. There will be two women grinding meal together. One will be taken, the other is left. Then they asked him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, Where the corpse is, there the vultures will be. I tell you, Jesus is coming. He's coming again.
He's coming again in glory. He's coming again with wounded hands that are glorified. He's coming again with a wounded side that was glorified. He's coming again with wounded feet that have been glorified. Jesus is coming. As a matter of fact, he comes today. What are you going to say? Oh, I remember my friend Mary Gillen. She lived alone and she would open the door and say, I'm going to have a cup of coffee with the Blessed Mother. Well, today I had a cup of coffee and usually I ask the Lord, drink with me this cup of coffee. Be here with me as I drink this cup of coffee. Oh, yes. So simple. These little things that we do. Chapter 18 of Luke. Then Jesus told them a parable about the need, that they need to pray always and not lose heart. The need to pray always and not get discouraged. Are you discouraged? Then pray. Ask the Lord to deliver you from discouragement. You say, I've been so hurt. Forgive the people that hurt you. You're not going to be free until you forgive them. It's all about forgiveness. Forgive the people that hurt you. Then Jesus told them a parable that all of them needed to pray always and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him, saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out of her continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Oh, that scripture is something that I keep on thinking about. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith upon the earth? Let's personalize it. When the Son of Man comes in glory, will he find faith in you? Will he find faith in me? What will I be doing when he comes? I hope I'll be serving God. And if I'm not serving God, I hope I'm on my chair reading the scriptures. And if that's not I hope I'm watching television when he comes and I don't need to
be pious. I just needed to watch the right things. You see, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith upon the earth? I'm going to tell you, faith is the least commodity that people have. It's very sad. When I was a teacher, I preached Jesus for five years. I remember the story I told you. Jules was in the stop and shop, and the Lord told Jules to give a rosary bead to the manager. So Jules went up and said, I want to give you a rosary bead. He said, get away from me. I don't want your rosary. So Jules walked away, and the Lord said, I told you, go and give him a rosary. So he sent, he went again to the man. I don't want to give you a rosary. He says, get away from me. And Jules said, this rosary was blessed by Father Tom DiLorenzo. And the man's eyes opened up. He was my sixth grade teacher. And he took the rosary. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in you? How are you praying for people? When they tell you all their troubles, do you just hang up the phone? Just say, let's pray. I want to pray for your troubles, that God would set you free. Verse 9. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. If you know yourself, you know you're not righteous on your own. You know that you cannot look down on people because you're just like them. Oh, yes. Broken as every other person is broken. The only thing that makes the difference is Jesus in my life. He also told them a parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarding others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself was praying this, O oh God, I thank you that I am not like other people thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, count them. I give a tenth of my income. You know where his prayers went? They never reached the ceiling. They never reached the ceiling. I thank God that I'm not like other people. If you know yourself, you know you're just like everybody else a sinner saved by grace, broken, needing God to put you back together. I thank God that I'm just like everybody else. But what makes the difference is faith in Jesus Christ. But the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven, was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner.
I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The poor Pharisee thought that all of his prayers was going to get him to God. He was arrogant. He was proud. He thought he was better than everybody else. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.